0: we live, Jeffrey. Hi, Caleb. Uh-oh, Caleb. Hi. No, Caleb. Hold on. No. It's the guy in the back end. He, he wants to come on the show so bad. He keeps clicking the button to try to come on. See, and then I just click him off. Like, no, dude, you stay back there. Hi, Jeffrey.
1: Hi,
2: Jeffrey again.
0: I mean, that's I, everywhere I search search for him. He's a Jeffrey, and then you guys are telling me it's Jeff. I'm like, but I but I know how
1: to read. I know how to read. Everybody calls me Jeff, but uh, Je- Jeffrey's fine if you want to use that. Someone's just don't...
2: practicing for the the you know time in the future where he's in a live setting with you, and he says Jeffrey, you're going to know for sure who it is.
0: Yeah. Jeffrey, <laughs> can I sit with you? <laughs> I imagine it being in a breakfast hall somewhere. Uh, I don't care what anyone says ab- about this, and, and 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 I'll fight you for it, or I'll fight your mom for it winning the open is as big as winning the games i don't give a fuck what you say don't be like oh you can do the workouts uh, as many times as you want how about you fuck off I
1: disagree,
3: how about you look at who
0: but... how, about, how about you look at who won the open in 2021 <laughs> tia Toomey. yeah
1: she went yeah. and also won the games after yeah. that yeah, i think so
0: it's, it's okay it's crazy it's crazy that you won the open it's <sighs> it is nuts Hey, it's even more, it's even more credit because you can do the workout more than once. Like when people are like, Well, you could do the workout more than once. Well, yeah, that's why it's even harder.
1: Uh, but I, I didn't do them twice.
0: See? See, even better. <laughs> Who wants to fight? Go ahead. Someone say something in the comments. I'll fucking ban you for life. Make you send you back over to Talking <clears throat> to Elite Fitness forever. Don't worry, Brian goes over there. You can still see your favorite guy. I um are your socks on now? Are you ready? I'm pretty pumped up. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just so awesome that you did that. I mean, people. I think. I think most people agree with me. I think. I think like the. I mean, people take twentieth in the open and are stoked.
2: The guys, you know, I, I also. Thirty-five thousandth one year in the Open, I was pretty pumped about it. But it's more about just you know um, being able to execute the workouts well or better than I did last year, and feeling yeah. like I could understand them better.
1: I'm not putting a jack uh, unless you're a, <laughs> uh, an athlete that wants to go somewhere. The Open is just there to compare yourself with your past self. Like that's the only that's the main reason for it. But for athletes like top athletes that want to move to the next stage, then yeah, you want to perform your best, but uh, since the Open is now top ten percent, I think it changed a little bit. It's like, well, I'll just do the Open, whatever, and move on. Like the most important part is after the Open; it's not the Open anymore. So. Um,
0: but but people see your um, uh, scores, and in the Open, other athletes, and then they know, they know that if, if they see you in competition, they're not beating you. They know. Savon, I respectfully disagree with you. I understand. <laughs> but you smoke also. I quit smoking in my thirties. Did you ever smoke cigarettes, Jeff? No. Never? Never. Did you did you go to college? I did not. Oh. Well, no wonder you didn't smoke. That's where you learn how to smoke. <laughs> that's where you smoke weed, that's where you have unprotected sex and that's where you do psychedelics.
1: So I didn't miss anything then.
0: No. And your parents get to waste a shitload of money.
1: <laughs> well, it depends. I'm from Canada. It's not the same.
0: Oh, right. Well, they pay it some other way in taxes. Uh, are, so so how, tell me about Dubai. How was that?
1: Uh, it was good. Dubai is always a nice competition.
2: Um, how many times have you been out there now?
1: The, this year was the third. So I was there in 2018, 2019, and then again, 2021. Um, I did improve a little bit every time. Still the podium eludes me again, but, um, I mean, it was, a it was nice. It's, it's always nice to I like the competition. I like the venue. Um, it's an easy venue to compete at cause the hotel is like in the same, uh, court as the tennis court. It's like right behind. You can walk to like between events. I would go back to the room, chill and then come back. Um, I'm I'm not disappointed of my performance, a little bit. I'm disappointed of one event actually. But uh uh yeah, the last day was was hard. It seems like Dubai, the last day, is always the 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 day that I crash and lose my spots. So that happened again this year.
2: Was <laughs> it the the Echo Bike bar workout? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was you know, I was. I don't know what platform it was on, if it was just a private conversation, but I was looking back at the results afterwards and I'm like, man, I'm just really surprised. Like Jeff's so good at so many things. This isn't the workout I thought would have got him.
1: Uh, No, the, the, the bike is still something that I really do not enjoy doing. And uh, (laughs) I mean, after the games, like at the games, uh, one of the worst workouts I've done was the 2159 echo bike and snatches and uh, after that i was like cuz i I've, I've, n- I've never been a good sprinter the those 2159s with like a machine and any other movement is not my strong suit so we've worked on that since the games between games and rogue cuz we knew rogue would have an echo bike somewhere but at rogue i was lucky it was paired with thrusters and i can do thrusters in my sleep so that's that's not an issue and the the rep scheme was different um when i saw the 2159 come up i was like oh no
2: that was, it, that but those were happened. the, that was the athlete's choice, right?
1: Yes. Stupid choice. Why? Because um, <laughs> yeah.
4: no, we but talked you, to, who you know what, like
1: every everything they had. So we, they, they picked two athletes, one woman and one man for A and B or whatever. And, um, they gave us eight choices and you had to choose, you, we couldn't choose both the same. So we couldn't do like the 2159 bike and then do again, the 2159 bike. We had to choose something else. And everything that was on the list, I was like, it's it was all short, and most of these workouts had a machine again in it. Like we've done all the machines, we rode twice in that competition. I'm like, well, just at that point, put the runner in, and we'll do all the machines. Like it was just so many machines, and then yeah, that 21:59, I was like, I was excited to test it and see how I'd improved, and um, well, I did not, so. Uh, i guess i'll have to work on that a little bit more i actually lost the podium on that that specific event like i finished that 2159 i wasn't even at the row and burpee yet i was like i just lost the podium like that was so bad
2: cuz cuz the three guys that you were contending with all placed they top all four on it. that workout yeah
0: brian is there truth to what he's saying i'm translating to what he's saying is, is that um a t- short time domain workouts aren't his cup of tea that he prefers stuff longer than three
2: minutes is is, is, is he well is that if, it's true? True. if it's very short like a one rep max clean and jerk you like it
1: no so, th- <laughs> so that that's the thing like let's say we take dubai the workout with the uh bike erg handstand walk and overhead squats was a sp- technically a sprinting event and i finished third fourth on that event like i fit i did i did the um I did the, the, whole, the whole five rounds and I was, I was surprised at myself. I'm like, wow, I can sprint. Like I was happy I could sprint. And that made me like happy for a bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know that it's the, the, the echo bike, the stupid echo bike. I don't know. I can't, I just can't do it. It just won't, it just won't go. <laughs> I was beside Roman. Like he was the oh, man right <laughs> next to me and I was at 12. So on the 21 cows, I was at 12 calories. And he got off the bike, and at that moment, I was like, "Oh no, that was a, either a huge mistake from his part or a huge mistake of mine." And it turned out it was mine. But
2: this happened. This happened to me one time too. Except the guy next to me was Matt Fraser. Oof! I was in uh, Granite Games this past year doing his uh, like a, he was doing it with a bunch of fans, and it was an Imam. And I just got in the back of one line, and he's like, you know, briefing the whole crew, and then he just gets in the back of the line right next to me, and I'm like, "Oh no." And we get on the first ski erg and it's 15 cows and I'm on seven and he's moving forward. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> this is 40 minutes long. He's like, No problem, bro. I was like, and he, you know, he just kept the same pace the whole time. But Roman's the like the best in the world on the machines.
0: Yeah. It, that's true. He is. He he sits on the top of that mountain. He's, he won the I think he, he won the 1, thousand
1: meter row. But I think he's pretty much there at the top, like top three.
0: What was he like? Do you do you even get to talk to him, um, Jeff?
1: Or I wish this- I wish we could, but his English is really difficult. Like I, I wish we could talk to him. That he could be interviewed more. Like I, I would like to have him be more, uh, have more media around him. But it's so difficult because of the language barrier. Um, he looks like a very chill dude. He's like he's very quiet, and then he gets on the bike and smashes you. It's like you just don't see it coming like it's so weird um he's a really fit individual that's for sure
0: um we were we kept hearing that he's put on 20 pounds since uh his last competition could oh, you he's see that huge. when you're okay. his he's back looks giant
1: it's <laughs> surprising to see him because i i haven't seen him in well actually dubai 2019 i guess and he is big like yeah. scary big we were like oh roman's gonna be slow no no, no,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> is is your is your wife your coach?
1: She is is she is that your
0: wife or your girlfriend?
1: Uh, fiance for now.
0: fiance for now. okay. Um how is that? so so this morning I, 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 this morning I wake up. I, I need no external shit for my own happiness. I've no tattoos. I have no piercings. I don't have a Prince Albert. I'm like good to go. i I've cracked the code on happiness, but I have a wife. And so our shit's all twisted up, right? If she's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. If she's mad at me, it's, it's, it's like, God, I'm going to get in trouble with this. It's like, it's like when I was in high school, I couldn't leave the house and enjoy partying. or I couldn't have a good day at school if my mom was mad at me. I just couldn't. I just needed to know that that one person was okay with me. So, so it, my wife is still my one weakness. And this morning I woke up and uh, she said, she 6am and I'm getting ready. And she goes, Hey, good luck today. I love you. And she gives me a kiss. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a good podcast. This is gonna ah. be a good one, and um, y- you have your wife there at the events, or yeah. your fiance, and I'm tripping on that because your d- don't your moods, um, isn't that the one person you can't separate yourself from? Like the, even uh, the morning chalk up did a piece on you in Dubai in 2019, and um, she says something to you about um. You didn't go hard enough on something and you snap at it. Man, maybe snaps not right, but you go next time you do the swim, and I'm like, Oh, oh,
1: oh.
2: that's no, why you can't.
1: It's no, it, I sometimes say, say that she's like, Oh, go fast on the eco bike. I'm like, You go fast on the eco bike, like, tell me how it works, and I'll do it. Like, um, our chemistry is really good. Um, it is
0: good, you like it, it's fine, it's fine, it, for you. it
1: works well, and I think she puts a lot of effort on trying to keep me in a good mood and okay. perform well so like if our, our lives are revolving around crossfit around competing so the goal is for me to perform as much as i can and she's in it as much as i am so we're working together to get where we want to go uh, that's that's the way to do it there's no other way
0: I mean, because you get you guys can't get into it can't be the CrossFit games the the night before the last day and you guys get in a fight about someone leaving the toothpaste off toothpaste cap off the toothpaste in your hotel room. Like that just can't, right?
1: Well, it never happens anyway. So
0: Okay, shit. All right, good. All right. It's not All gonna right.
1: happen like no. I don't see why right. something wouldn't work the day before the games. Like the goal is to perform. We're just gonna do She's We're like what we have to do.
0: She's like, Hey, at the award ceremony, I better never see you sit that close to Danielle Brandon again. Like none of that. <laughs> like you can't have any of that. Right. It's gotta <laughs> just be like, she has to, to push. push that,
1: one day. She has to put,
0: yet. she has to push that down and then tell you like, like a, a month later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's, I, I always, I'm always amazed at how athletes do that. Um, Cause relationships are delicate and, and especially someone like you um, who's performing at the highest level? I, I would think. I, I think the analogy works perfectly. It's like a Formula One race car. It can go two hundred miles an hour, but if it hits a pothole, it's done, right? Yeah. So I ju- I just picture you. Got go ahead.
1: Well, both right now, both champions, like that, won the most, are in it in a relationship. Yeah. Tia's with Shane, and Matt was with uh, with Sammy. So I mean, and these guys have won because I think the team that that's around you is is the the, is what it's going to make it work. Like you can't do, you can't do that much. You can't win that much alone. It is not possible. I don't think so. Um, And I mean, we, we've heard it now since Matt has retired, like how much Sammy did like work so hard around him, food, cleaning, like he had to train and sleep and eat and that's it. And that's what made him, that good like yes physically him he's good but all of that help around him was what helped him win so by so much and i think he has the same like she has shane shane's there shane is working as hard as her not doing crossfit but doing everything else and it seems to work very good so why not why not us
0: yeah hey those are two um i mean those examples can't be beat
1: it, it was very
0: clear. Those relationships look like solid as shit. I mean, I know we're only looking through the lens of social media and media, but yeah, those, those look like teams teams. Yes. Yeah. The, Sammy's definitely not just on the sideline cheering him on. And Shane's definitely just not on the sideline cheering Tia on the, like, like I think Caroline just said in the comments, it really is two horses pulling one cart. That's so apropos. It's like, she nailed it. Okay, man, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, are your, are your parents together?
1: they are they've been married for a long time now 29 <laughs> 28 29 years
0: you do you think you know how to, you learned how to have a relationship a strong relationship from them is that where you get
1: it probably i guess like they've they've i've i think i've seen in my whole life my parents fight once maybe
0: uh so. And and, and where do you meet um, a a Caroline at? Where does someone meet a a Shane or a Caroline or a uh, or a Sammy? I I don't know how
1: these guys met, but we met in a gym. Actually, I met Caro. She was my coach. She was she was coaching at at the box. Oh, uh, I love. (laughs) And you know what? The the start of our relationship was not so good. I did not like uh, Caro at all. She uh, wait. What do you call her? What do you call her? Caro Caroline
0: Caro Caro. Okay. Not bad, Sava. Now I know why she likes you. By the way, I thought it was just your body, but it's how you say her name. Go on.
1: Uh, no, but yeah, she... Ooh. So yeah, I I I actually skipped her classes. Like when she was coaching, I was uh, either very far in a, the opposite corner or just going into open gym. Um, but I, I I think I was a little bit cocky then. Like I was starting CrossFit, I was okay, like good okay, and trying to do my own stuff my own way, and she wouldn't let me. So. It wasn't, uh, I didn't like her that much at the beginning, but the more, the more time we spent together, the, the better it was. So we ended up, uh,
0: together. I, I remember her, um, being in the media pit when I was allowed in the media pit and she was very, she's very forward. Yes. She's very uh, sure of herself.
1: She knows where she knows where she's going, and yeah. uh she has when she has something in mind she's going for it and there's not many people that can stop <laughs> doing it so but i mean that's that's what we want in life we want we want to we want to aim for something and we're both going for it as hard as we can so
0: yeah um y- 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 there's some people out there who um who go to the crossfit games who just don't seem like they can win the games and I, I hate saying that. That's something that only Brian should say, but, um, <laughs> but, but you can win the games. I can. Yeah. Uh, like you can taste it, huh? I did. Yeah. <laughs> tell me bit. about that. Well, tell me, tell me, what do you mean you did?
1: Um, well, these past two competitions, Rogan Dubai, cause my game's performance was not good. Um, And after the games, I had a a, a little brief period of, am I good enough to compete for the top spots at the games or not? Because 2020, I think, was a little bit of an outlier. Um, So 2021 was for me like to prove that that performance was valid and it didn't happen. And I think Rogue and, and Dubai, even if Dubai wasn't perfect, I think those two competitions validate the fact that One my 2020 games performance was good. And my 2021 was just, I just, I just was too sick to perform some, like something happened. I was just not, I was just not top, top performance uh, performance wise. So I'm happy. I'm happy I touched the podium on at rogue that that was like, that was basically the men's field at the games minus like three, three or four. Uh, so I was happy to, to be able to achieve that and then going to Dubai, like just building confidence that I can push for the top spots. And then hopefully this will carry on in the next season. And I'll bring that experience, that good experience at the games and hopefully make a pretty pretty good move then.
0: And it's good people you're with up there, man. Velner and, and Medeiros. I mean.
1: Yeah, maybe. I was I was happy to put him with Velner actually because – I remember taking a picture and I have that picture still of, uh, of me in 2016, uh, when the games was in Carson. And I took a picture after the, the event, I was volunteering back then as like this big, took a picture with Pat and now this year, my picture with Pat is on a podium at Rogue. Like it's, it's pretty awesome to to think that in, in just a few short years, like I'm able to actually compete with these, these guys and follow them, not beat them yet. But at least being there. Um I mean, hopefully one day I can go on the podium on a higher step than Pat, hopefully. But he's wow, gonna be a good find Caleb. Sure.
0: Great find, Caleb. Uh h- how old are you now, Jeff?
1: I'm twenty seven.
0: And how and how tall are you? Five nine. And how much do you weigh?
1: Uh, one ninety six, seven. And is, is that is that good for you? Yeah. Yeah. Peak uh, peak weight is like 198, 199, just flirting with the 200. And then training weight is 96, 95, 96, a little bit lighter. And And
0: and how long have you been doing CrossFit?
1: Uh 6 years now.
0: So since you're 20. And, and what sports did you play before CrossFit? nothing nothing you didn't ice skate
1: played hockey a bit hockey but that's
0: what you guys call it in Canada we call it ice skating you guys call it hockey (laughs) that's awesome you guys are allowed to push each other down a little bit carry a stick while you ice skate and that's it that so so were you gifted athlete as a um as a kid
1: uh I'm yes no like i played i i like to play sports i was in like in high school i was in um in sports as well like sports con- concentration where we did more more um more uh, uh well discussion physique i don't have the english right. physical education physical education <laughs> then, we have a very smart
0: else? crowd by the way if L'Azol, you want to just L'Azol say just
1: 25, 25, if you want to say 26. words in
0: french you can our, our crowd speaks is bilingual.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so, so, so you did, you were into physical activity, but nothing specific. You weren't a standout anywhere. You weren't like a great gymnast. No, you weren't the strongest. You didn't win the arm wrestling contest at your high school. Yeah. And you don't have any tattoos. I don't. Um, maybe you don't have the, um, the, uh, The pathology to win the games, like, like I interviewed this guy uh, yesterday. He's the greatest bullfighter who's ever lived. He's thirty five years old, and like he's, you could tell, like he's trying to prove something to God. Like that's what I would say after the interview. Like he sees God as his daddy, and he's trying to prove something to God. Like, hey, you didn't fuck up by giving me a chance on the planet. Or you get someone like um, Rich Froning, who who had very two close relatives as a kid, you know, uh, die in car accidents. But maybe you're, maybe you just. Like, like you don't have any tattoos, you're not acting out, you never smoked a cigarette, like... Like, can a, can a squeaky clean guy win the games?
1: I'll try to prove it to you.
2: Yeah? Ben Smith. Ben Smith, yes. There we go. <laughs> He's like the Canadian Ben Smith. <laughs> Actually, I never thought of that analogy before, but I kind of like it. I feel like you guys both came up with kind of like... Naturally, like you weren't like amazing when you first started necessarily. You had to like earn it. You know, he obviously started like, years before when CrossFit was in a different place than it was when you started. But I kind of like that. Um, is this a
0: valid question, Jeff? Uh, Brian? Jeff, why didn't you try 368 pounds at the Rogue Invitation and go for first rather than 360 when you already secured second? Still want to know that if it's for injury, why why do a third lift at all?
1: Uh, I had that question asked to me a few times, actually. Um, the first, I didn't, I didn't have time to think about that because Guy went, Guy went for his third, well, did not do his third lift. I had Lazar and then I was next. So that's 20 seconds of time between thinking and lifting. And, um, I did hurt an elbow on the first workout on the rope climbs, those stupid 30 pound rope climbs one like before the at the at the warm-up i couldn't front rack a barbell and uh 360 was scary on my elbows so i was like i didn't want i was the last lifter to go and i didn't want to just bow down and not do the lift i'd rather i'd rather do my three lifts even if i knew that the second place was secured um and I, i mean i was happy to do 360 uh, not many can do 360 for two clean and jerks. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, but yes, I could have tried 368, but it would have been a huge risk and most likely a fail. And I did not want to fail. So I went for 360.
0: But you didn't have to do the lift at all, right?
1: Nope. And I, I knew that um so the only one that put 355 on his bar was uh, Saxon uh, Panchik. He was maybe, he was in the first row in the middle. So I saw him at 355 and I was like, oh, I'm going to be tied for second. And then I thought the tie break was the first bar and I had, I had him on the first bar. So I knew, I knew then that I was, I was second already. So I just made the decision to do my third lift at 360. What do
0: you think, Brian? Should he have not have even done that lift?
1: I'm, I'm not
2: going to question his decision in the moment. Um, what, but I, was, I am curious how you liked the format of that compared to the format of the lifting event in Dubai.
4: Um,
1: I, it's much better the, the Rogue one. Dubai was... You know what? I, I can clean and jerk in my sleep, and I have no issues clean and jerking 365 at any time in the year. And that event was the most stressful event of a lift perspective that I've done ever cuz they had they had the the 50% uh, minimum work requirement so if you failed both lifts you were out of the competition which makes no sense on the lifting event like if you want if you want me to take a risk on higher weights you have to give me the chance to do it and two lifts was not enough like and i i could have done 170 i could have done it but with a third lift not two i can't do it with two and that's that's uh, that's the reason why i did 155 which i think is 342 for my first lift and 342 is like not a big deal for clean and jerk for me um so no the the rogue the dubai clean and jerk event i did not enjoy that at all
2: man i mean watching it was also one of the most <laughs> Stressful things for me because I was like, ever, until, and some of the, you know, it wasn't like everyone lifted once and they're like, okay, we're done with round one. Like some of the guys didn't lift until people had already done two lifts or everyone lifted white or whatever. I wasn't sure how much time, I think you guys had bars you could actually be using in the meantime.
1: And these, we asked for these because at the briefing, there was no warm-up bars. And we said like, how would you want us to clean your 370 pounds? from 0 to 350 like that's like you go from the warm up area to the floor it's 15 minutes and then we had to wait for every bar to pass and then once like uh, like the guys started lifting around 140 135 140 so every lifter would go and then it's even more time so let's say for me that I want to start at 155 160 I had to wait an extra Fifteen minutes, that's thirty minutes between the last <laughs> lift and the lift on the floor, and then you give me the the stress of if you miss both, you're out. I'm like, well, I can't do that like it's it's not possible. it doesn't work so we we asked for warmer bars. they gave us warmer bars. We also asked for a third lift, but that we didn't have. We didn't get the third lift.
0: you guys did ask for a third lift,
1: I, yeah, I did.
2: I also partitioned them to
1: you
2: know, like, to get what? a third lift in there just because you know people like to see heavy weights being lifted.
1: Yeah. There you go. Like, what? What do you want? You want a heavy lift, or you want you want to stretch out the athletes? Like, clearly. Bill
2: actually, you know, Bill Grundler said said it well on their um, re- review of the programming. He said that was not a strength test; it ended up being a strategy test. Yeah. And that's not you know. There's times that strategy is obviously relevant, but if you're going to have seven eight events and one of them is a strength test, then give the opportunity for the athletes to show their strength.
1: Well, Tola Branisla Br- 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 and I were like what do you guys want to do? Cause we're just going to stop. Like we, if, if you wanted to push, like for me, Tola and Brunessa to, to actually battle it, even three lifts would have been like, we could have gone four lifts to try and hit that one seventy five, maybe. But with two lifts, it's like, well, where do you, where do you guys want to tie? Like, we'll just stop there. So.
0: Why are you so good at those lifts? Why are you so good at the Olympic lifts?
1: I'm not good at the Olympic lifts. I'm good at the clean and jerk. Okay. So let's be clear on that. I'm good at the (laughs) clean and jerk. The snatch is such a stupid movement. I hate snatching. Um, I think right now my 1RM snatch is like 255. Like, it's just stupid. Um, I don't know. I just, the clean and jerk, I don't have to think. It just goes. And I think that's why I'm, I'm good at it. So...
0: Oh, and, and and why why don't you like the snatch? How is it so different? I mean, you have an incredible press. I, w- I was looking. You have a two hundred and seven pound press. That's nuts. You would think that oh, being oh anything overhead is great for you. You would love it.
1: Uh, no. Well, I wouldn't oh. say two oh seven is a great press.
0: It's not, Brian. Is it a great press? Hundred pounds more than I can do. <laughs> um,
1: it's it's a good press. It's not a great press. Like if I could press 220. That would be nice. Um, but that's not the issue. The snatch is just more technical. It gets in my head a little bit more. Um, we've had some issues with shoulders and elbows and wrists in the past. And so we had to change the technique a little bit. Every time you change the technique, you have to learn it again. So it's, it's, just, uh, it's just a pain to figure it out. Like it just doesn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's weak. Uh, that's very weak. Thank you. <laughs> There you go. There she is. So you're weak. Here,
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing with the snatch. It, it, this is how I think about this. The clean and jerk is stressful at at, at max weight because you, it's not one and done. You get, you, you get to the 50 yard line. And you're like, Oh shit. Now it's on my shoulders. Now I got to get it overhead. But the snatch is one and done. Right.
1: Yeah. But the chances of missing is just greater. It's, okay. For me, for for me personally, I I know like athletes that there are some athletes that just prefer snatching, and they'll they like I I know Tola loves to snatch, and he can snatch 315, 320, and he's gonna clean and jerk three sixty. I can clean and jerk three sixty. I can't snatch three twenty. Like that's that's the issue. That's the, <laughs> like my my clean and jerk is here, and my snatch is like down there. Like it's just there's such a a big space in between, which I wanna get closer but i i don't know maybe i'll never have a good a great snatch and that doesn't matter like as long as i can do good enough i'm gonna be okay with that like if it's the top five on the snatch i'm gonna be good with that because with the past year year and a half like what i've learned is 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 not how strong you are that'll get you to the podium at the games is how fit you are like you have to be able to Run fast, swim fast, and CrossFit fast, but you also have to lift heavy enough. You don't have to win the heavy lift. So right. I don't, I'm, I'm not looking to win the heavy lift. Top five, top three is fine for me if I can get also top three on the chipper and then top three on the sprint. That's what I want. I can get that. Brian, you think that?
2: <laughs> no, we, I mean, we... Uh... And John Young and I did an uh, an article, collaborative article for Morning Chalk Up about this, and we kind of said, you know, you only need to be about ninety percent, ninety-two percent of the heaviest lifter at the games to be like, you know, a factor or strong enough, like you say. So, and you're not that far off on the snatch, and obviously the clean and jerk, you're above that. So,
1: yeah. Are are you are you running this winter? Uh, Well, I'm actually right now in Florida, so yes, I will be running.
2: You guys, you guys spend a lot of time down there.
1: Yeah so well I I did spend between games and rogue I spent like the 3 months here now I w- I wasn't supposed to be here this winter but um s- something uh, something happened here with my parents so I had to be here for the winter um well for the winter for now it's the full month of January I don't know if I'm going to be here longer or not but uh even even if I'm uh at, in Montreal like uh, I'll run at least two times a week uh, just running on the the runner um I know Carol wants me to run outside, but in the winter I'm just not doing it. I'm just...
2: <laughs> in Canada, you want to, but in Florida, you won't. in
1: Florida, I'll do it any any day. I don't mind, but in in the in the winter, I just hate it.
2: And you're just, you guys are staying down there through January?
1: Uh, yeah, for now.
2: Will you guys be in Miami?
1: Um, Caro will be because she has an athlete there. Um, Benoit. Uh, Benoit, exact, yeah, he finished tenth uh, and. And the qualifier. qualifier. So he was pretty excited to be uh, elite. She's been working with him for six months now, six, eight months. Um, he's getting pretty good. Yeah, Actually.
2: I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped to see him. He's only 21 years old, I think, right?
1: Yeah. Uh so she, she's gonna be there for sure. I am going to be there. I just don't know how long am I gonna be there for the full weekend. I'm not <laughs> sure yet. But uh yeah, I might be doing some stuff there.
0: Well, what, may, what do maybe... you mean you might be doing some stuff there? What what's that uh, mean?
1: I, I I'm I'm in contact with Waterpalooza I think they like if I'm gonna be there, I might as well do something. Like I don't know what's possible yet, but I'll I'll be I'll be there for sure.
0: Right, like 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 setting up weights and
2: shit.
1: I will <laughs> not be setting up weights. No way. I've done that in the past. I'm not doing that again.
2: Maybe a maybe a round of disc golf.
1: <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Let's do that. I'm down for that.
2: Do you play that?
1: I do not. Yeah.
0: It's it's bad for your health. Don't do it. Um, so, so, so you're in I'm. your, your games caliber podium finishing athlete, and yet something happened in your life that made it. So you had to switch your camp from Canada to Florida for three months. Does that affect your training?
1: Uh, as of right now, no, cause we're just easing back into it. We're at one session a day, two hours max. So I'm just doing one session for the next few weeks. It's gonna be easy, easy training. Um but after that, I'm not sure. Not sure what the 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 winter will look like. I mean, I, I have to get ready for semis actually, which are in June. Um I'm I'm gonna try and pass through the open without being stressed because I don't think I don't think it's necessary to stress about the open anymore. So I'll try to go through that easy and then really focus on being ready for semis.
2: I like the way you say try to go through it. Um, you guys I was kind of curious here with the new structure of the format, because you just I mean, in, in your explanation there, you just bypassed the quarterfinals. Do you kind of think of the semis or the opening quarterfinals as like almost one competition?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. I, I wish they would be closer together. Like that week in between. If they if they do the week in between again, that week sucks. Like it's just let's let's I'd rather just do I don't know, five weeks, five week open and you can qualify for the last two weeks, like something like that. Oh, I'd that'd ra- be cool. I'd rather do something like that than have three weeks and then one week off where you want to train, but you're not going to train too much because you want to be ready for the quarters. Like, it's just a weird week. Uh, I'd rather just keep on going. But yeah.
0: Um. When, how long would you have to spend in Florida before your semifinals wouldn't be a Canadian semifinals?
1: uh actually right now i can't stay until semis because i can i can't stay in the u.s for more than six months so i'll have to go back eventually but i can also do back and forths um so i don't know i don't know that's that's far away I mean, do you like do you like florida i love florida it, it,
0: it's so different than canada right
1: <laughs> it's the, it's it's different than anywhere else in the world like it's yeah good florida point is special
0: very good point point. And, and where in florida are you
1: I'm uh in Sanford which is uh 30 minutes away from Orlando, 30 40 minutes away.
0: And do you, is it most do you just get up in the morning, put on shorts and that's it like you never have your shirt on, it's always warm, it's always nice, it's um, even if it's raining it's warm water.
1: It hasn't rained yet. It's uh but it, it in the morning it's pretty chill. It's not that warm. It gets warm in the afternoon, but at this at this time of year it's uh around 15 degrees in the morning, so that's 60 65
0: ish. Uh That's like a hot summer day in Canada.
1: (laughs) No, that's uh, no, it's hot in Canada, it's 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 hotter than you think in the summer.
0: Um, god, I would I would think if you were going to spend time in Florida, you'd go closer to the water and you would just be at the beach every single day.
1: Oh, I don't particularly enjoy sand, so (laughs) um. That's uh, I'm good. I, I can go to the beach once in a while, but not every day now.
0: And your parents have retired in Florida.
1: No, no, my dad works here. Oh, okay. They're permanently in Florida.
0: Oh, okay, but so but they're not. So you're in Canada all by yourself.
1: Well, I'm with uh, Caro, so I'm not by myself.
0: Your parents had you in Canada and then left for Florida.
1: Yeah. Wow,
0: that, that's that's awesome. Are you? <laughs> so you're going to end up there? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: Um, And do you train with any other games caliber athletes? Uh,
1: No, not here. I have some, some people that train with me here. We have like the gym is five minutes away from the house. So, uh, but I I do have some people that train with me. Uh, I think the games people that are closest to me would be Noah. And I think Travis is, I'm like right in between, I think.
0: What do you mean right in between you? You mean where they live?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm three hours away from Noah and I'm, approximately three, maybe three to five hours from, uh, Travis. I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. Not sure.
0: Okay. So when you said closest, you meant, uh, I was thinking in terms of friendship, you mean in terms of, uh, distance. distance. Have you trained with you? Have you trained with either of them? No. If you, I mean, um, you should go train with Travis clean and jerk together. One of you will get injured for sure.
1: Yeah, probably. (laughs) No, I've seen Travis a few times in in competition. He's a really cool guy. I would probably, I would be glad to train with him. He he seems like a a very good training partner. Um, it's just I don't know. I'm just it's it's just far enough and yeah. That it's yeah. Um,
0: who was your coach before Carolyn?
1: Uh, it's been Carol from from the start.
0: Wow, have you ever considered switching coaches? Like like, sorry, Carolyn, I'm going to
1: mayhem every year. So every year, after, but <laughs> that's it's a not the answer I expected. We have, it's not even. I I don't even bring that up. She brings it, She brings it up because the the goal is to perform, and if you don't perform, you have to make changes. So what can you change? And every year after the games, we reassess. She's like are you happy with your performance? Do you think we, do we keep going together? Do you, what do you want to change? What do you want to do? And I think that's, that's a big part of why it worked for as long as it did. And why I think it's going to work for, for even longer is that every year we reassess and we do it (laughs) and we, she's, she's just messing with me on the chat. Um, we reassess and then we, we work from there. So, and it's been working well. Um, I I don't think that changing coach every season is a good idea, right? You have to let the coaches do their job. And sometimes it can take a little bit longer. And I know athletes are not patient people. You want to be good right away. You want to be able to do stuff right away. And it, it doesn't work like that. Even for myself, like if I take the snatch, like I want to snatch 300 pounds tomorrow, but it's just not happening. You just have to let time go sometimes I see switches like athletes switching and switching and switching. I'm like, well, just pick already, like pick someone, work with them, put a hundred percent effort in it. And then, it, then if it really doesn't work then switch, but I don't know.
2: I think that that's an incredibly <clears throat> insightful comment is that the, you know, athletes tend to not be patient. And if anything, from studying this sport, what I've learned is that you have to be like you mm-hmm. have, and it's a, it's a day to day thing. I, I mentioned this all the time, you know, Brent fakowski talked about it sometime this year. He's like, when I not, if I'm feeling something at the end of a long training day and I have one more session left, sometimes I just skip it because I know that if I can string together an entire year where I don't have any setbacks or I have to take a week or two or three off because I overdid it in one session, that is a total product mm-hmm. that year is going to be better for me. Yeah.
0: No. Um, Jeff, where are you most confident in, in your movements? Like what, what? Of the 15 workouts that pop up at the games, where are you? And maybe it's not even a workout. Maybe you're like, Hey, I'm best when I'm fresh or I'm really a good finisher. I'm best on the last day. Where is Jeff? Where do you usually just shine?
1: Well, usually the strength events. um, But that's, that's one thing that I, and I think it's maybe me. Like I look at a workout and I'm like, "Oof, how good am I going to be at this workout? I'm not sure. I'll, rip myself apart in the workout and see where i go and and that's that's one thing that i've that i've been able to feel at rogue and and dubai is i was able to go in a workout a chipper or a gymnastics heavy workout and i'm not going to be good at that but i'm going to try and then perform super well in that workout
2: hey but you know I've actually, I wanted to ask you about it because at both, if I'm not mistaken, at both Rogue and Dubai, you actually placed third in the long chipper workout. Yeah. And I thought that that was like, that must be something that feels really good for you.
1: Felt awesome to be able to be like on that at Rogue. It was with the muscle ups and the handstand push ups, And I was ahead of of Justin and and Pat. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm being Pat (laughs) at a muscle up workout. And that was, that was the main part of the workout. It was, it was the muscle ups and the handstands. And then same thing at in Dubai it was a, a big chipper, and I was hanging out with with Roman and and Lazar, and I'm like, oh, like good. That's for me. That's wow. But I'm not looking to be oh this workout. I'm going to smash this workout. But I like to surprise people, and um, I like to surprise myself. Like surprising myself was something very that I I liked a lot this year. So I'm going to try and keep doing it.
0: I can't remember how exactly he said it, but um, Chuck Carswell, who's who's you know, a staple in the CrossFit community and arguably one of the best trainers in the world. He said something, him and Nicole Carroll, I think we're having a conversation. I filmed it once. This is maybe 10 years ago. And they were talking about the importance of going to the games as a training piece. Like there's like, even if you don't win the games, even there's a, a level of training that occurs there that can't occur anywhere else. And Carolyn mentioned it in that piece that the morning chalk up did on you in 2019, and I really liked the way she worded it. She was basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing, but the big disappointment of you getting cut from the 2019 games wasn't so much that you got cut or didn't get a chance to win, but that you didn't get the sight, the practice yeah. of the psychological component that the week offers. Yeah. Um, can, can you talk about that? Like what, what it's like being at the games or at these high-level competitions, like the physical, mental training that happens there that's not just competing?
1: That you mentally take with
0: you from competition to competition
1: so that's that's a hard thing to 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 be able to prepare for the games are uh, mentally and emotionally Emotional. the hardest thing ever and those stupid cuts make it so stressful as soon as the the cuts were done this like at 20, in 2021 and i was i was outside the cut like i was 26 27 i was like oh no this is bad and i finally like well Luckily for me, the run, run and cleans just bumped, bumped me over in the, in, in the just over the, the, the cut line. But as soon as the cuts were done, it's like the tr- the stress level went. Phew. It's like okay, now I can enjoy the workouts. I can actually do the workouts, and I can actually try to perform. Like it's so weird, and and you can't. I did not feel that at Rogue. I did not feel that in Dubai because you know you're doing the full weekend. You know you're going there to do X number of. of of events and that you're going to be able to perform on them fully at the games. You're like, well, I don't know, maybe Friday, my games are going to be over. Maybe Saturday, my games are going to be over. I uh, I don't know. So it's just that, that stressful part of the games. And for some, like, I don't know, I really don't enjoy that part. If, if the games could be like they were before like 2018 and prior where you would get to the games and compete at the games, that would be a such a different, such a different vibe. Like, I wish it would come back.
2: Well, I I think we should say because you know some people would be very mad if we didn't. There were some cuts prior to twenty nineteen, but a majority of the athletes got to do a majority of the events for a majority of the years up until that point.
1: Um, I don't know about these years. Like the cut, the years that they had cuts was like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Like it was.
2: Yeah, but they were usually on the last day. On the last day, and they and they weren't advertised. Like you didn't necessarily know about it. Yeah. you know, so you could still compete more freely.
1: But I mean, this year, like 2021, we got to the games and you're like, okay, well, there's a cut there and the cut there. <clears throat> cool. If I paid $20,000 to come from Australia to compete and you're now telling me I might do three workouts. Well, my decision would have been different probably if you would tell me like two months before, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like these. I don't like these cuts at all. If they're if they're going to be there in the future and that's how the games are going to be, I'm going to deal with it. But uh I think I think no cuts would be really different and I think the leaderboard would also be very different.
0: For sure. Speaking of speaking of leaderboards, this one's really hard for me to get my head wrapped around. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. This is not going to bring out the best side of me. How can you be? How can you win the open and be the fittest man on the planet from the open and not be the fittest man in Canada? How the Uh, fuck does that
2: mess work?
1: It's it's where you stand at the end of the season that makes you the fittest in your country, which I think makes sense.
2: But that's not how CrossFit builds it. They've you know they'll send out stuff to people and say you're the fittest in whatever because you placed highest in the open.
1: Yeah, but if they didn't go to the games, then in that country, that's the highest placing in that country. That's why. So in Canada, well, you have Pat and Fikowski and many other athletes that'll get all the way to the end of the games and most likely podium. That's the end of the season for that country. I think it makes sense. I don't think the Open should, should crown the fittest in the, in the country. I don't think so. Unless the Open is the last... Uh, the The last comp- the farthest okay, in the season that in the, the furthest in the season for that country. then yeah, I the see open what works. you're
0: saying. I see what you're saying. So if you would have done better than him at the games,
1: I would have been fittest in Canada.
0: So that placement supersedes the placement of the open. And yeah. if you don't have anyone from your country go to the games, then, then
1: it's, it's it's the it's the step before. If it's semis, it's semis. I think if it's if it's quarters, it's quarters and then you're going to be crowned the fittest in your country wherever you end up in the season.
0: All right. All right. All right. I guess. Okay. I'll settle down. I'll settle down. <laughs> uh, do you win, did you win any money winning the um open? Yes, I did. And and they and they it, it how much is that? Can you tell us?
1: So that was the first year actually the the for the open was paid and I I'm pretty happy I won that one. It was 15,000 for oh. first place.
0: They should make that one hundred fifty thousand. I'll talk to someone.
1: I'll send
0: some. E- I'll send some emails after take,
1: this. Take that one hundred fifty thousand dollars and and spread it to the twenty first to fortieth of the games.
0: Very very kind of you. Um, is, is this a true statement? Um, when Ad John Young says when Adler said someone had if. Uh, when Adler said someone has to beat me, he can't win everything in the games in 2020. Then he proceeded to... Oh, wait. No, this isn't the one. No, hold on a second. Not this one. There was, <laughs> there was a comment in here where basically you say, I don't care who wins
1: as long as it's not Matt Fraser. So, I, I didn't get a ton of shit for that, but I think, I think for some people they didn't understand what what's, what was I saying. Like, he was winning all the events. Imagine yeah. being us four guys being destroyed in every workout i was like i don't care who wins the event please someone beat matt yeah, and i, knew I like get I, it. Couldn't, I couldn't beat him pretty much at anything I, like i was i was happy i could beat him on the on the on the the total and that was by 7 pounds which is not much but I was like the run, like someone has to beat him on the run. I can't beat him on the run. I knew that, but someone please do it. Like, yeah, and he went on to win all the events and that was crazy. That was crazy for us to see. Cause it's just, it just showed how, how much fitter he was than us. That's just what it is. And I mean, we're all competing and the, the goal, the goal was to give, give Matt the best competition that we could, by challenging him in every workout. That was that was the goal of what I was saying, like let's challenge him and try to beat him. That's right. like we're competitors. I want to beat you. Right. But I'm also realistic in the sense like I can't beat you on this workout. No, I can't. But maybe Justin can, maybe Noah can and maybe Sam can. So that was that was the the, the, the my thinking behind that.
0: One of the best things about watching the CrossFit games this year and, and every year is when when it comes down to the last five or six workouts you know last day or two you start to realize that the guy who's in second place and in third place not only do they have to beat the guy who's winning all the events but they really could use some help from some other people to get in between them and but that also on the other hand allows the champion to really shine So even when Patrick would beat Justin, Justin would come in right behind him, it seemed like, and he just wouldn't let Pat make that space that Pat really needed.
1: I I think at that point of the competition, what happens is like, uh, and I I lived that on the last event of, of Rogue, is you just have to follow someone. You have one guy or two max that you just have to follow. And you just stay a rep behind a rep in front, like you just have to f- and that you don't have to worry about the whole field you just have to worry about one or two guys and I think it just makes it easier to be one position apart and to be just following or just beating and that's what's that's what happens I think at, at on the last few events at, at the games or any competition is that like if you want a podium or if you want to win, you just have to beat that person by one spot and just so you focus just on that.
2: As the, as the competition goes on, I think I even talked to you about this at the games this year. Like, you start focusing on a group of guys. You're like, I know that at this point, these five guys are out of touch. But these five guys, like, that's, yeah. those are the ones I'm trying to, to pick up, pick off as I go.
1: Yeah.
0: Where will you compete next? Uh, the Open. And, and why not do um, Wadapalooza?
1: Uh, just just tired. I just don't want to. I just can't. I don't know. <laughs> Um,
2: I'm no. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I think that two, I mean two of the three, Rogue Dubai and Wadapuza yeah. is plenty for someone that's already up at the top of the sport.
1: The um, I think there's there's a few that are doing the three. I think I know Emily Rolf is doing the three. She's going to be a Wadapuza. I don't remember. I don't know if the, in the guys there's some that are doing the three, but the turnaround between Rogue and, and Dubai was very short. And this between Dubai and Wadapalooza, it's even shorter. Um, I'm just, I just don't want, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the right space mentally to just go in in another competition and nothing against Wadapalooza, but I've done that competition before. And it's, 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 it's a hard competition. It's going to be somewhere around nine, 10 events, maybe even more. I just, I'm just not ready to fully go full gas in, Actually, any workout at the moment. So,
0: um, it's interesting you say that about Wadapalooza because we did also hear that a lot about um, Dubai. We would be told that Dubai was
2: basically just Destroyed, just a grind, yeah. a grind. Yeah,
1: that was different this year. It was really different this year.
2: I think you'll see um, the the program is not it's not too crazy this year either in terms of uh, volume, especially volume per day. I feel like the the competitions are starting to get a sense of. Um, that, you know, we want these athletes here and we have to give them a good test, but if we're beating them into the ground, then like that's a turnoff too. Yeah.
0: As we get closer to, do you feel like you're missing out at all? Like, are you like, ah, maybe I, is there any part of this? Like, okay, maybe I will jump in. No, no,
1: no, not at all.
0: And, And it is interesting that you said that not only do you not want to compete right now at a competition but even in your own training
2: it sounds like you've dialed it back a little bit
1: yeah i'm going easy easy on my mind easy on my body
2: the secret to longevity you can't stay in that that ultra competitive mode for the whole year year after year it's impossible
0: um uh jeff have you do you know any crossfit athletes like know any crossfit athletes who do performance enhancing drugs have you ever no have you ever seen anyone no yeah me neither have you brian
1: I don't think it's something that we are going to see. Like if you are doing pets, like it's not something you're going to advertise or talk about. But
0: I, I, I hear you, but part of me thinks that like, um, like, like, the, like the guys on the high school football team who did it in my high school, they all did it. You know what I mean? They talked to each other and they did it. You would just think – every time I hear about it, it's always just like speculation. And I'm just so fucking tired of hearing people fucking speculate. Uh, uh, speaking of PEDs, how was Ricky in uh, Dubai?
1: I I mean, going in, and I, I know this is long. Co- I have two minutes left, by the way. Okay. Just, uh, um, but That's yeah, she going, said going in, going in Dubai. Like I was, I was, uh, I was open minded about Ricky. I mean, he did his four years, and I think, I think he's, uh, he's, he's coming, he's coming back, but. He, he's a cool guy like there's he's just he's just a guy he's just an athlete he's good he's fit as long as he's tested right now and not using anything just bring it bring it on and yeah my goal was to beat him this week like on that weekend i was like i got i just gotta beat you as close i could i could have beaten him like it's not impossible to beat him and um but yeah i mean i mean uh I'm ha- not happy he's back, but like, yeah, he's back. Let's do it now. Let's, let's, let's compete. Let's compete clean and see what you're worth and see what I'm worth against you. How's I- his English?
0: Is it better than Romans?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, love it.
2: Well, i you know, it's like you said, assuming that he's clean and that he's, you know, he's competing clean. I like it because he's obviously another guy thrown into the mix. And one of the things I always liked about the games is that you get a bunch of different competitors from all over the world. And we haven't had very many Australian guys threatening for podium over the years. So to have one is, you know, if, if you can do that is, is kind of cool to just round out the field a little bit globally.
0: Yeah. Uh, Guys, uh, Jeff told us uh, before the show started um, that he's only going to be able to be on here for an hour. So we're going to let him go, but Jeff, we are going to bug you.
1: Yeah, sure. Anytime. <laughs> are
0: you going to be, are you going to be watching Wadapalooza?
1: I- I'm most likely going to be physically there. So
0: Okay, cool. So we're probably going to try to send you some links throughout the, the week
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure. and
0: uh, try to get you to pop on the podcast like we had Christoph and Patrick Vellner and others pop on in the past. Yeah. Um, low stress, but if you can, we'd love to get your feedback on the events yeah. as they go and sure. help build my popular, I mean, our popularity.
1: Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, great. Cool.
0: All, all right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. See you, Jeff.
1: Ciao. Yeah. Oh,
0: Jeff, one more question. What do you think about Colt Mertens? someone actually wrote that in the comments i would love to have seen that uh three oh that was nice of him in the private chat he said three minutes
4: uh-huh. yeah
2: that was a, that that
0: that's like what i whispered into fast. my wife's ear i don't give her three minutes but i whisper into her ear, you have 10 seconds you have 10 seconds
2: oh uh, what did you say that that hour went quick it did you know, he's uh, I remember even a couple years ago when he first um, started doing some of these podcasts and interviews and stuff. And he was, you know, he didn't have the same presence in front of the camera or, or uh, you know, an interview that he has now. But he was great. I Could always, have kept him for another hour, I think.
0: Oh, for sure. It, I always got the impression from um, I, that's the first time I've talked to him, um, but that he was squirrely, that he was combative. Like I, I, I've heard that he um, combative, squirrely. Um, a contrarian that he likes to like, like kind of like how I um, maybe a little bit more like Vellner. I, although I, I, that's a little harsh to say that about Velner. a little strong,
2: not harsh, strong. No.
0: Yes. No comment.
2: You, I mean, you kind of just lost me with all of that.
0: And you didn't hear that. You didn't, uh, you, that uh, Adler was um,
2: combative?
0: Uh, yeah. Or just strong opinionated that he was going to be just a little bit more. No. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I I like his attitude. When you interview him, he sounds like a champion.
2: At are you, looking, you Are you reading the comments right now?
0: No, no. Uh, bring her on. She he, Fellner's a libtard. Sevon, she's ready. <laughs> send the link. I'm ready. Oh, oh, to, to to come on. Yeah, yeah. Do you how do you have another twenty minutes, Brian? Sure. Sure. I have another. Tw- uh, I don't know how to send her the link do you have any caleb do you have any uh thoughts on that how to send her a link oh you're muted you just need a number oh oh
4: she's gonna call in
0: oh no this is someone named john george calling in let's see hello john yeah how are you i'm great how are you guys doing if you're not um uh, uh what's his name coach uh i don't think you should be on the show what are you doing <laughs>
4: I'm driving and I just got on and I missed the interview. But I have a uh, I have a question for you and um, for you and Brian. Okay, hold on. Me.
0: Okay, go ahead and ask it. I'm not listening though. How do I send Carolyn a private chat with this? Uh, send her a link. I'm trying, know. guys. I I don't know how. I,
2: I Try to send it on IG.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Who who came up with that? You get a raise. Furby. Okay, go ahead. Ask the question. Ask Brian while hey, I find a hey, link to send to Carolyn.
4: All right. Hey, Brian, I got a question about the prize versus for some of these um, out-of-season events. So like the uh, the Dubai. Do you, do, you, do you think these contests or these competitions can continue to attract the big-name athletes if there's going to be such a huge disparity between, say, first and in that case, even fifth? I mean, it was kind of crazy.
2: Um, yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, there's big prize money at the top, like you said, and, and obviously that's alluring and, and appealing for the athletes. But yeah, you go down just, uh, I mean, morning Chocolate released an article today that had the final payouts from Dubai and after like four athletes, it drops all the way down to around, I think maybe $10,000 or something like that. 12,000, depending on event wins. But, uh, I mean, the athletes know what they're getting into for now. I think that. Right. I think that it'll continue to evolve. And I mean, what I'm really hopeful is that there's something in the future where you recognize that if you're able to make it into the elite divisions at one of those competitions, that there's like a baseline that you walk away with, like kind of like how rogue has. Um, Yeah. But, but for now, you know, like, you know, water is a good example. There's, there's like 45 men in the elite division. Like that's a lot of men competing there. And there's a lot of different avenues that they could get there relative to a Rogue, where it's only an invite. Um, and that invite is, you know, for the most part based on extremely impressive competition results. So I think there's still some evolution right. that has to happen there. Uh, and, you know, even though we're at the point where we want more um, more athletes to be competitive in the sport, we still have to, like, keep in mind the big picture that it's fairly young in the sport as a whole. And there's a lot of, you know, figuring it out again after what happened in 2018, 2019. So hopefully it just continues right. to improve. It
4: seems like. Is, I didn't look at the Wadapalooza payout, but it just seems like, man, it's it's great if you're winning 50,000, but you drop down the, you know, fourth, fifth place and it's like 700 bucks. Like, come on, man, that's not even buying their food. Sure. Um,
2: yeah, we so highlighted it, and, No, you're no, no, no you're, you're right on the money. And we highlighted this here. We've talked about it on the show, too, that there were, you know, guys who made the top 20 of the games that lost money on the game season because of the registration fees outweighed the total prize purse that they were able to pull in
4: right cool all right appreciate you taking my call you guys have a good day word
0: uh carolyn you have the uh link in your dms no this isn't a uh, garth (laughs) this is this is garth taylor jiu-jitsu this is where my kids uh train i have beard hair on
2: seven check this shirt out look at this disc golf christmas shirt
0: i know that is that is pretty cool you know that the coolest thing about disc golf is the basket uh, the bass there she is. <laughs> there she is. Look at I'm Caleb just tossing her in the mix. Golf Christmas shirt. I know that is that, that is pretty cool. You know the it, that the coolest thing about disc golf is the basket.
2: Carolyn, you're listening to the uh Yeah, yeah, she's gonna <laughs> come
0: she Look at I'm Caleb just tossing her in the mix. Golf.
2: Oh Carolyn,
0: you have to uh close the YouTube window and then we'll unmute you because we're getting uh crazy feedback. I think you have two windows open on your computer. It's okay. Very normal. Very normal situation. It's my How's that better?
4: Time.
0: Yeah. Everyone has their first.
3: Happy you're mine.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the... She not only um, bathes Jeffrey Adler and puts him in bed every night, but she coaches him and tells him what to lift, where to lift, and how often. Uh, thanks for doing this. Pleasure. Um, I asked Ben Burke. I I asked Ben Berger on this question. I want to ask you this comment, um, uh, this question. Who who should just not bother? How do you know if you should even bother wanting to be a games athlete? Like is Colton Merton's just too small at 5'4"? Like should he just say – like should he be a jockey instead of being 185? Should he – I mean he might be too big for a jockey even if he dropped to 115.
3: I think everybody should fully pursue what they want to. So if you want to see if you can be the best, then put a hundred percent effort and try. And, you know, I I don't think, I don't think people should be afraid of failing. Uh, You're going to put your best foot forward and, and really try. I think eventually, yes, as an athlete or as you're working on any particular goal, you're going to realize what your upper limit is. Um, But I think that's, for most of us, because it's hard to put a hundred percent effort into something, we are never as close to that upper limit as we truly should be.
0: And I guess when you mean, um, well, could you define hundred percent effort? I guess when you, when you say that, it's also like not only putting a hundred percent into something, but letting all the other shit fade away.
3: I mean, yeah, for CrossFit, like we focus on training a lot and. I'm happy in the last few years, like recovery has taken a little bit more space, but it is about your nutrition. It is about, you know, your body work. It is about your sleep and everything that comes into it. And everybody's going to have a different protocol that's going to maximize their chances at doing and being their best. Um, And I think that's a path that everybody kind of needs to figure out for themselves, but doing a hundred percent of everything that needs to get done that's eight hours of sleep or more if you need more. Right. Like that's just one example.
0: Um, is there any what about people who are working? Can you can you go to the CrossFit Games? Can you be a successful athlete and, and have a, a full time job also?
3: I don't think that it's for everybody, but I definitely think some, some people can do it. And we have seen it in the past. Um, Griffith, what's what's her first name? She did it. Vellner was in school full time. You know, still working. I think Vikowski, one of his first years at the game, was doing it. I think eventually, and and that's the thing like, once you get there, you're going to make the choices based on where you are at that time. So, in order to make it to the games, I think some people can do both. It's just a question of structure. And if you're saying yes to a job and yes to training, then you're saying no to everything else. And that's fine because that's your goal. Um, But then once you make it to the games, where do you want to be on that leaderboard? And I think that requires another set of questions, another, uh, you know, set of, of protocols.
0: I started in, when you were saying that, I was imagining in a hot air balloon and it's at like 10,000 feet and you really want to get to 11,000 feet. And so you have to start throwing shit off. Yeah, You got to take your shoes off, maybe your pants off.
2: And not your socks. You have to have those on. <laughs>
0: your your teddy bear that you that you think you have to sleep with every night or you're not going to get a good night's sleep and and then i guess that brings me full circle to the person who's in the um hot air balloon with you and i think you nail i think uh jeff nailed it you look at sammy you look at um uh, shane they cannot be they have to they have to make themselves um uh what's that called um not expendable, the opposite of expendable,
3: oh, um
0: inexpendable, the basic yeah, essential you have to you have to make yourself like essential if you're gonna be a mate you you can't even like because you want to push this hot air balloon so high that you have to be basically helping blowing hot air into it instead of just sitting there and going along <laughs> for the ride, right, I mean. Yeah. And then you hear about these couples where, where the mates like, I mean, I think Rich has talked quite openly about it. And I've heard other people where the mates like, Hey, enough is enough. I like, I, 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 I don't want you doing it anymore. Like I, I need you back at home, but your relationship's not like that with Jeff, right? Yours is like, Hey, we're, no. we're, we're going higher.
3: Uh, I think.
0: Do you even talk about it? Sorry. I
3: right, oh, not, I don't mind talking about it. I think everybody needs to find the right relationship for them and for, you know, for, as an us um and so we from the beginning were very symbiotic like we started talking and we were talking multiple times a day every day and and, but it came naturally like I was never oh it's three-day rule and like all these things and like it we didn't have to mess around with that and it worked for us and since that we've spent every day practically almost I'm in Montreal um, almost together and that works for us I think not every person in every relationship and every couple needs or wants that in order to be successful. So, you know, as an athlete, that's, you know, very, that's one category of of persons. Some people will want to spend a lot of time with their significant other and some don't. Some people can be coached by their significant others and others can't or won't, or maybe that's just not the right person for that role. And that's perfectly fine. But for us, it it works.
0: Do you work out with him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Define with.
0: I mean, like, will you guys ever be, I mean, like, even like if you guys went to, um, or did a hotel room workout, like, would you guys ever do a hotel room workout together yeah, or something we, like that?
3: Yeah, we train together.
0: Okay. Oh, what, why do you, when you say with, like, you'll go do a beach run and you'll sit on the beach and yell at him to go faster. That's working out with them.
3: Part of it, because I can only work out for like, I'll do one workout. I'm not doing his full day of, of programming. I do not have the time or desire to do that right now because, we have the box, I'm running the box, I'm doing the programming, like I have other tasks. And and I take my responsibility as a coach very seriously. And he takes his responsibilities as an athlete very seriously, meaning I need to put my time and energy into being the best coach that I can be for him and for my athletes. If I'm spending six hours of day training, that's not the most value for my time as a coach. So Um, I do spend time with him because yes, I want to see him move. I want to see him react to certain stimulus. I want, I want that input, but other than that, like I'm, I'm not trying to follow him on every workout. I'm perfectly fine with scaling workouts, things like that. I enjoy doing CrossFit. I like working out. I like taking a class. I'm not fit. Thank you. I'm not fit.
2: (laughs) Um, Hey, Stefan, do you know anyone who follows the CrossFit.com programming?
0: Uh, who is just telling me that they do, uh, that they, I think Hobart
2: follows it. He writes it. So hopefully he follows it, right?
0: Yeah. I think, I don't, uh, know if, I don't know
2: if he's followed it for you know years on end or anything like that.
0: I know my wife cherry picks it. I know like she cherry picks it. I would follow it if I did anything besides a salt bike. I just do a salt bike.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, Caroline and, and Jeff have followed it or at least some semblance of it for quite a while.
3: Since 2016, we've been three on, one off.
2: Wow.
0: What, you mean at your gym? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the, the, well, the no, people- Well, no, not the
3: programming for the gym. Mm. I do the programming for the gym just out of convenience, but Jeff's programming and training uh-huh. has integrated the dot-com since yeah. probably 2016.
0: the The people who- I will tell you this. The people who do that programming take that shit like very- very seriously
3: it's good programming
0: yeah it's 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 the, those people yeah that's awesome to hear that um what's the name of your gym
3: CrossFit Wonderland
0: and you've had it since 2016
3: 17 so we 17? affiliated and that's <laughs> I was talking to Paul Tromley about that we affiliated in 2016 but we opened our doors in 2017 so and February is th-
0: and then this dude just walked in Jeff Adler
3: we met at another gym so we oh. started we started this gym together. We met in 2015 at another gym, which, as he was saying, he was not having it.
0: And you were a coach at that gym? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so he just wa- he just this dude just walked in.:
3: So he was already a member when I started, but he started maybe a month or two before me, like he was a new-ish member, um, and then I started working there, and me being me and very controlling. I was like, you're not, you're late. You're not doing the class. And he was like, fine. He just like <laughs> scroll off into open gym and like go do his own stuff or like wait for the next class and, and stuff like that. So the first, the first few weeks were, we didn't really talk to each other.
0: Well, is, um, is that part of uh, like, I have friends who like part of their courting process is being a dick to girls. Actually, they're not my friends anymore, but I used to see that as a method, like in college, like the dudes who were dicks would get all these hot chicks. Uh, was that part of your courting process, or no? that's it? No. no, you weren't like, "Oh, this dude's cute. Watch me step on his dick, and he'll like me."
3: <laughs> no, not at all no um, no that I mean, I was new at the box. So there was definitely like I was trying to be a good coach and be a good employee. Um, yeah. at the same time, there's just certain things that I was like, well, the warm up is done. like if you start now, you're not warmed up, like this is not safe. this is not to the, your benefit to like hop into class right now." So there's things like that that I've always kind of been very adamant about. But in general, I've always been very frank and direct with people. So
0: are you, are you taller than him?
3: They're at like the same height. Like I think, yeah, I, think
0: yeah I remember you tall. being tall. I'm tall. Um, so when when do you when do you decide is he your first um games athlete?
4: Yes. She's is that
0: head? him on the left there?
3: Yes, that was hey, a big
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're standing on two plates, you're four inches taller than him.
3: Uh, I think my shoes. So depending, like, if we're not wearing shoes, we're about the same height. But as soon like, I this was the winter, so I was probably wearing like winter boots and had a little bit of a heel. So Michelle
0: LaTondra my- is just a little snack. Like you could just pick her up in like two <laughs> bites, she'd be gone. Um, uh,
3: so so is he
0: your first um uh games athlete?
3: He's my only
0: yeah. games athlete. So how, well, 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 you got this Ben dude. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, two two questions. How is how do you think programming? Eventually, I'm assuming you're going to get a a, a a lady. How is the programming going to differ for a lady or coaching a lady going to be different than a man? And um, do you ever feel nervous, like, like you might throw the wrong thing out of the hot air balloon to make it go higher? Like when your, your, your margins of improvement are like starting, I mean, you get everyone's like all those games athletes, everyone's just pushed up against the glass ceiling. Do you, are, how do you have, give yourself anxiety about that shit? Like, oh my God, I shouldn't have had him do burpees today. Yeah. I slowed him down with his lift or.
3: No, not for things no. like that. Um, it's definitely been a learning curve for both of us. Like. I'm happy that we've made it this far and that we've done it. We've done the whole thing together, but I mean, I was unproven. So yes, everything, every decision that I've taken up to this point was like not flipping a coin because I obviously do my research, but it was like, I want to try this out. I want to test this theory out. Like we've done three on one off, which is the crossed methodology. And I was like very adamant. Like I want to try this and I want to see if this would work to make it to the games. And we've proved it. Like I didn't want to just do like everybody else. Um, so, you know, but at this point, and that's where like Jeff was saying, where we'll reconsider things, is this still the right way of doing things at the level that he is now, or should we be modifying? Should we be changing things this season and things like that? So, um, Ner- nervous? No, because I think that when I, you know, make a decision, it's an informed decision and I'm very com- comfortable with it. I'm also very comfortable if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And then you just change, you just change the plan. Like I'm not, that does, that doesn't stress me out.
0: And and, and what about a, a woman? Would she do the exact same thing? How would it be but different if you trained a woman?
3: I am coaching other athletes. So Ben is one of them. I'm I'm coaching um, a woman also who's looking to do masters. Um,
0: Oh, another, another big shift that may even be bigger than uh, the difference between doing a man and a woman. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for old masters- fucker, like
0: someone who's like 35 or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm also masters. So, um, the, it, it's, it's mostly, I'm very, it's very much focused on communication because I need to make sure that, you know, she's feeling more recovered, that the progressions are, are smoother I would say like obviously with Jeff and because he was so young like it was very easy to kind of throw things at him and just like try stuff and see and if you fail you fail but I know you're not going to hurt yourself and things are going to be fine with master's athlete then it's definitely not the case like I don't like you can't injure someone I mean you don't want to injure anybody but I would definitely be way more careful with um, those age brackets and then for the women the only thing for me is now learning all the stats on their side. Cause I'm, I'm not as well-versed that I am on the, on the men's side of like, what do you need to make it to the next step? What are the benchmarks? What is, what do you you, um, need to progress? And same thing with, so whether it's a woman or the masters or all these different categories, what's that 1% look like, which is, you know, everything that I've learned with Jeff and now I can put onto Benoit. And it's just like, I already know these things. So, it's uh, just a little bit more education on my side of how 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 fast can we progress where are we heading to like what's the goal how are we going to get there and managing all of that
2: i want to ask you a question maybe you maybe have not thought about this caroline and that's and i don't know if it's really relevant or not but i've been thinking about it recently i have to think that when like when Greg Glassman first started doing this and he was writing benchmark workouts or creating the you know, original girl workouts or whoever did that, that there was some degree of testing. Like he would go in the gym and he'd say, all right, you know, Edmonton, put on 135 on the bar, Annie Sakamoto, put on 85 and we're going to have you do 30 clean and jerk short time and see how close the times are. Oh, the girls are winning. Go up to 95, do it. Let's see how the times compare. <clears throat> and they came up with this seemingly 70% number. And it mm-hmm. seemed like back then, my guess is most of the times were comparable for similar fitness levels, male to female. Yeah. But I think that's changed over time, and I feel like be, basically the potential of women wasn't wasn't realized, reckon, you know, compared to the potential of men because it wasn't as common for women to lift heavy weights as men. And obviously, this is not that relevant for gymnastics, except for maybe something like a deficit handstand push up or something like that. But do you think that there's any? precedent for redefining because women have like they basically moved the line forward yep. what's comparable like i feel like grace should be 105 for women now because their times are just a little bit better than all the men
3: i think there's definitely some workouts and some type of workouts that the weights in particular should and could be readjusted um i think that and i'm surprised that you know if we take the game as a test and we see and we use that as as comparable values, if the women are beating all the men in terms of time and they're doing everything, well, maybe it's not heavy enough. Or maybe, you know, if they're sometimes like on the handstand pushup, they'll have a little bit less reps. Well, do we need to give them less or can they actually handle the volume? Like you have the best athletes that test, test these theories for real. So I definitely think that in the last three years, um, we have some data that that can point to that. That's some of the workouts. I'm not saying on all of them, but for some of the workouts, there should definitely be some consideration. And if you look back at the open weights from like 2010, 2011, 2012, they don't make sense in terms of today's standards. Like you had clean and jerks at 165 for the guys and 105. For the, and you're like, what? like So we have adjusted the weights over time. I don't see why we can't do that for the future and actually look and really research this and make sure that we're still giving the women a fair test.
0: Christian Clever remarked on that in the, in the early years. She basically just said that .com wasn't, uh, people would ask, what is the women's weight? And she would say, there is no women's weight or men's weight. The way she looked at .com was, hey, that's the weight and everything else is scaled. And, and you know who's to say she's wrong? I mean, she won the CrossFit Games.
3: Well, right? Jeff is always mad at me because I'm five nine, and I'm the same height as him, and I get to do my wall balls at nine feet, and I get to do my box jumps at twenty. Oh, inches and like, right? So in right. in that regards, like, I think I think that, and as coaches, if we look at what the stimulus and what we're trying to get out of our athletes. I have a certain idea in mind of the effort of the intensity of all these things, whether I'm programming in men or women's weight, like for me, it'll just be easier because in men's weight, because I'm used to that doing it for Jeff, but I could just use that and then guide all my athletes, whether they're male or female to hit that. And so as a woman, if it was one 95, well, if you can do it one Oh five in the same time, then do it at one Oh five. Like, why would I pigeonhole you at 95? Like, why am I blocking someone's fitness at a certain right. weight? Because like, Yes, for comparable measures and you know, leaderboarding and all that fun stuff, but I mean, at some point, if the goal is fitness and health, then let's be clear on what the rules of the games are and then let's see what you know people can actually do.
0: Are you hating being away? You've been away from them for three months. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, after the games, we went to Florida. On uh-huh. vacation with his parents we decided to stay in florida when we got the invite for rogue because we're like we're not crossing the border and paying a bazillion COVID test that's stupid so we yeah. stayed after Rogue, we came back to montreal to prep for dubai and then we left together to dubai and then we came back to montreal together but um, he went to go see his family in florida to deal with some stuff there and so that's why right now we're separate because i have Okay. Trying to move and and things and the gym was supposed to be open. Gyms are closed, by the way. You're gonna love this one.
2: Uh, oh man!
3: <laughs> you want to talk? That's, COVID? The,
2: that's that's the way to make people healthy. Oh man! <laughs> uh,
0: I, in the last two years, how many how many how? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it though. Uh, in the last year, uh, two years, how many days has your gym been closed? Do you know more closed even- than open? Way more closed. Could you get in trouble right now if someone saw you in there like can someone come look in the window and be like what are you doing in there? You're under no, arrest. No, because
3: I'm the owner, I'm on the lease like I'm not training. So, I think it's more a question of providing the service. I'm not providing the service right now, so. How
0: how do you do it? How are you how how the fuck are you staying open? How are you staying alive? How do people pay their bills?
3: So, we have been very wonderland we've been very lucky with our coaches, our members. Um, I think, and CrossFit is supposed to be about the unknown and unknowable. Like you're supposed to be fit and just, you know, welcome any challenge. When we first closed March, 2020 Atlas, um, we, the next, like that was on the Friday or Saturday that the government announced that we were closing on the Monday, we had zoom classes and we had three classes a day until we got to reopen in, in June or something. And We provided the same classroom experience, but at home, we lent out some equipment, people were being coached. um, And so when we shut down the second time again, we were just like, all right, guys, like we're back online and we just switched the service because the, the goal of fitness is to be fit. It's not to train in the gym. You can train in your garage. You can train outside. Like at this point, I don't care if you're running, if you're skiing, if you're doing whatever, the goal is to be fit. So if you don't enjoy training at home, I understand that my hope for you is that you're going to stay fit somehow. So if my service, you know, and that's whether you sound like a leader,
0: or, you sound like a leader.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Okay. That's, so that's so, so, what, how
3: we've been able to survive is that our message was very clear. Um, do something. And ideally if we can provide the service that you're looking for, that's going to help you. And luckily we have for the members that we have, that's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, are you faking it till you make it? Like, like, do, do you have to tell yourself? How how do you stay in that positive mindset? How do you stay in that? Like, <laughs> isn't there another part of you that's just always clamoring? Like, knock this off, you fucking idiots! Yeah. Let us fucking get the gym going again. Like, like, there's no, there's no end, there's no end game. There's no end game here. Is the problem? There's and, no. Yes. The, that's the problem same with new zealand same with australia like you see them doing these things and you're like dude where where is your end game like yeah. you can't is this isn't sustainable
3: that's what's frustrating is like the information communication from the government and things like that um the first time we closed it was fine because you know we all thought this this was going to be temporary the second time it closed like now it's you know it's becoming endemic we're gonna to deal with this we're in canada we catch cold like winters are coming Every year, guys, like, what, you're going to shut me down again next year? And at this point, I'm already planning. I'm like, well, am I going to shut down the gym from December 15th to January 15th? Like, every year. I mean, people go on vacation for three weeks to a month in France in the summer every year. Like, why don't I just reorganize? At that point, like, I'll just reorganize, and I'm not going to leave it up to the government to, like, play dice with my gym. Yeah. But um, this time around is very frustrating because we're, like, what, 92% vaccinated, like, you know, everybody who has been following the rules and doing the social distancing and wearing the mask and doing everything. And it's like, oh, ah, we're going to shut you down again because we're scared. And I'm like, well, you know, scared of did, what?
0: Did you have any clients um, pass away? No, no. All right. I'll leave it alone. Uh, well, thank <clears throat> you for being you. Thanks for doing such an amazing job. Thanks okay. for giving people hope. Thanks for like staying positive. Thanks. I mean, it, it's, it's important. Not everyone can be a, a curmudgeon in a bitch like me someone has to be like all right uh well someone's over there complaining i'm gonna run a class here turn on your you know computers and let's get going let's shake a leg sorry brian I mean, I've,
3: I've had my moments <laughs> 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 like but- you, you're
0: you, you know by going back to the jeff thing real quick you're you're uh you remind me of uh you're like greg glassman and, and you're like what they teach you at the l1 you want to they basically say i remember when The L1 saying, Hey, you should experiment. It's your body. And you experiment on yourself and you experiment on Jeff, and you guys have had the trust to let you experiment on him. It's fascinating. Do you talk to any other super high-level um coaches? Do you ever like um text or email with Max El Haj or Ben Bergeron? Or do you ever you know pick um uh what uh anyone anyone else? Or or maybe maybe Michelle Latondra. Yeah, Michelle Latondra,
3: Which is which is weird because we're really close to each other. Um like I, I kind of do my research on my own. So I've read Ben's books and you know listened to the podcast and this and that. Um, follow Henshaw. Would love to talk to Henshaw if anybody can hook me up. Um, <laughs> stock
0: <the>, him, <laughs> just stock his ass.
3: Um, He's such
0: a nice guy.
2: Yeah, he, just yeah, reach out to him.
3: I would love to talk to him. Um, and that's something like again, me as a coach, like to develop is something that for the next year I was very much wanting to do so talking to Max talking to Yami talking to other coaches and I mean you can look at my programming you can look like tell me what you think like what am I doing right what would you do like in exchange and I think I would hope at least you know for the top level athletes and for the sport it would be beneficial if we like like get all the coaches together and let's like open our books let's see what other people are doing because if we can that will make the sport advance. Because someone somewhere is going to think of something and, you know, if we're going to create another super mat or super Tia or something or give more competition so that doesn't happen again. Right. Like, love them and it's super like what they're doing is absolutely amazing, but how good is it for the development of the sport or getting people into it or, you know, things like that. So.
2: I mean, I think that's more is more or less what the idea that Max had when he started training think Tank, is he brought in a bunch of minds that all have experience maybe in some different realms and domains and then just put them in, into an environment where they could share those ideas and collaborate to just continue to move the evolution of training forward.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always open to talking to, to other coaches regardless of their level of, you know, experience or fame or whatever. I mean, we went to our local pool and we took swimming lessons from, you know, this no, and I mean, he's good. He's a teacher. That's what he does is swimming. So let's do it. I'm always, I'm always open to, to learning. uh,
0: When when you do open, do you have to check to see if people are vaccinated if they're allowed to work out in your gym?
3: Yes. So as of September 15, we needed a vaccine passport to be able to train
0: so everybody in the
3: gym is vaccinated double double,
0: double. uh, really like there's not people like me who would just tell you that so they could come work out there
3: no you need a code qr code i mean you can try and take it but then
0: Uh, wow that's that so is that how all the businesses are there
3: uh, so non-essential businesses, like if you go to the supermarket, you can go to the supermarket cause that's essential. Like everybody needs food and, you know, medication, pharmacies, things like that. But going to the movies is not essential. Like I guess going to the, I mean, going to the gym and I agree going to the gym is not essential because you can do your squats at home and you can go fucking run outside. Like you don't need the gym to be fit. So the service I understand in the government's mind is not essential because you can do those things on your own or outside. Um, it's snowing right now and cold. so it's
0: I, 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 I don't want to argue with them on their own ideology, but just for the sake of argument, because it's so fucked up, um, 99% of the food in the supermarket isn't essential either. Matter Agreed. of fact, it's the, it's the opposite.
3: And I agree with you on that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it, so I heard it's going to be like that. And the mayor of Chicago just said, I wonder if Brian's going to lose his job. <laughs> The mayor of Chicago just said that they are going to make it as difficult as possible for people who aren't vaccinated to, um, live their life in the city of Chicago. It's fascinating to me that they would, uh, that they, that people do that to their citizens. It's such a, wow. Um, and, 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 uh, if um someone did try to come into your gym without a QR passport and and they like they didn't ha- they didn't have it and then you see them like they're working out in there what do you do you just call the cops on them?
3: <laughs> they would simply they, they wouldn't enter the gym because that's the first thing you do. I have to scan, I have to confirm your identity and scan your Q- QR code if you're a new member. So if we've done we do consultations at the gym like you can't just like drop in and try out the gym like no we meet you online first um and you know through zoom and we talk to people and, you know, we go through, you know, what do they need? What do they want? Are we the right fit for them? Um, Our gym has, you know, every CrossFit gym is different. We all have our own culture. We all have our own vibe and, 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 you know, community is what I was looking for. So we make that very clear and we make sure that the people who are coming to us, um, it's, we're going to be a good match for them. So yes, by the time they, you know, cross the door, I know that, We've already verified online and then we scan their QR code.
0: And, and, and the people in Canada, for the most part, are cool with this yeah. or not cool with it. They are.
3: I mean, the, I would think the large majority. Yes. I mean, we're not like I'm not against the vaccine. I don't I don't mind. I think it's it's the cost of living in society. I mean, I would love to fly in first class and for all of first class to be the whole plane, but that's not how life works. So like, you know, right. if I'm sitting next to someone, then I want to make sure that, you know, I took my precautions to, to protect you and you're doing the same. So I think that, you know, we're aware <coughs> that we're doing this for the greater good and for, you know, the benefits of, of everyone. But then what the government does is another thing. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) say it, say it, say it. No, I, 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 no, I, here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. I appreciate you sharing this all with me. I, 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 I really do. And as my mom uh, reminds me that your guests on your show, you need to take care of them. You're your guests on the show. I'm not here to, um, uh, to change anyone's mind or to beat anyone up or to talk shit to anyone. Um, i just I just see it so differently than that. I just don't see you you know they say the greater they say, on one hand theoretically, yes, if everyone took the vaccine, it is for the greater good everyone gets healthy, everyone's protected and, and it stops spreading, and everyone gets to keep living their life but I just don't see the vaccine
2: as working that way.
0: I don't see any proof of it. I don't see the science behind it. And I just see it as, as like, actually, it's, 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 done, it's done worse. But
2: let's even, let's even just pause there. If, that's, if that is something that we want to agree is going to be good for everyone, can we not, and, and we're talking, hopefully we're talking about everyone's health, then can we not also agree that it would probably be good for everyone's health, health if the government uh, decided to make some changes to what was available uh, to buy in, in grocery stores or what restaurants were open while everything else was closed?
0: Right. Right. There's no consistency. Right. Is that what you're saying? There's no consistency.
2: Yeah. If you want to if you think that uh, masks and vaccines are going to push forward the health of a population, but you're not going to going to be a proponent of pushing forth more regular exercise and better nutrition for everyone also, then I can't get behind it. If they were pushing all of those things forward and saying, hey, guys, this is really affecting us as a community, a country, whatever, because we're not healthy collectively, we need to improve our diets. We need to improve our lifestyle choices in terms of sleep and exercise. And if we do those things um, over time, then we won't need things like masks and vaccines because as a collective community, our immune system will be stronger and more capable of dealing with viruses like this that are going to come along. But there's been zero of that on a massive global level. And so it's difficult for me to get behind the other part of it.
0: Well, we're at the two-year point where no one can say, we couldn't have changed fast enough. By now, every single person on the planet could have taken the precautions to save their own life without the vaccine based on the stats of who's dying and who's not dying.
2: Uh, well, I mean, there's a percentage that would have died because they weren't healthy enough to begin with to, to fend it off. But for the well, we can turn it off people- now.
0: But, but but I agree with you. But let's say we would have said, hey, guys, for a year, we're going to protect all the fat and old fuckers. And every and everyone's gonna comply with this. But after a year, but on the other hand, all everyone has to do this for the next year because after a year we're opening the floodgates. We're gonna let the virus run free. We're gonna let all our kids get it so they can be protected for life. I mean, we have a narrative in this country that people think that they're doing this to protect kids. The the, the amount of kids that have died in the United States is statistical noise. There's no proof, there's no data outside. And there's
2: the nothing that knowledge. will be able yeah. to, to measure the psychological effect that it has on kids so, for their lifetime.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, it, but it's i think it's a shame because as you said we're two years we're going to be two years in like for us like in quebec and canada march 15th is like the date that we're going to remember um and for me i feel like we're still managing every crisis instead of leading like what are the changes that we all need to start implementing yes as a society and then let's work towards that because again like i said like People were catching the cold and people were dying of pneumonia before all of this was happening. We're we're sacrificing a lot of the adult population right now with mental health and all these things for COVID. Is it still worth it? Can we ask those questions and can we have that discussion of are we still willing to shut down economies like this is affecting my life. This is affecting me and it's affecting my members. It's affecting individual people. And we're just like broad stroking these decisions without having a conversation of, is this really, like, if I'm doing this for the greater good, if I'm getting the vaccine for the greater good, then are your decisions also for the greater good? Or are you just managing because you're afraid or, you know, the next election or or whatever? Um, I think that I wish and I would want that leaders would get together and kind of make a plan for the next five years and be like, okay, hey, this, is, this is the goal so that we can prevent this instead of treating this all the time. Like we keep treating what's happening instead of trying to prevent it. And that takes long-term planning. Uh, th-
0: uh, uh, and aff- along those same lines of what you just said, Carolyn, there's an affiliate owner yesterday who posted a picture of her two kids, probably seven and nine years old, and she's rewarded them with these giant donuts because they went and got the vaccine. And uh, she, Maybe it's the she,
3: first time they have donuts.
0: She's right. She's a nurse, and he's a type 1 diabetic. And they're rewarding their kids with... They gave their kids a vaccine to protect them against the disease that only gets people who eats donuts, and they rewarded their kids with donuts. It's like... It, it, I. I just can't do it.
4: But
3: that's, uh, that, that type of change is going to take years and decades. That's education. Like my first degree right. is bachelor's of education. Like that's what I went into and right. I've, you know, oh, I've we're going
0: the, the wrong direction.
3: Yes. But, and, and that's why I'm saying, like we keep managing these things instead of taking the time yes. to say, Hey, we need to take five years to reeducate, to yes. change what is a good diet, what kind of exercise, do you want to do? Like, I was learning how to play basketball and volleyball, and that's great in phys ed, but like how how often do I do that nowadays? No, I'm in the gym. Like, what do you actually need to do in order to be healthy? Like, I'm super lucky because I went and it's not
0: yeah, pre-reform
3: not and I've um, had a cooking class when I was right. in high school. You don't see that anymore. So right. we expect like, where are kids, where are people getting that information? You get bombarded by information from anywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere, but how do you decipher what's the good information? So are schools going to do it? Are we relying on parents to do it? Like whatever it is. But I think that right now, like this is a global pandemic. Like, can we get the leaders to lead us into and agree on like we're in Dubai. No. I need another plug. Like, can we just agree? We can have one plug for the whole, the whole world. Like let's decide. <laughs> on the that we I like want. that. That's the thing, yes. right? Like We're all we all have our own little like, this is the best way to do. Let's decide what the best is. And let's all do it. And let's all get on board.
0: Yeah, I just um, my it, it, there is nothing there is. This is for 99% of all the sicknesses on the planet. There is no cure. And so anytime I hear the word cure, I hear propaganda. There's not, you're not, you're not going to add something to yourself. That's going to make you better. What you have to do is stop poisoning yourself. They've known that since the thirties. They know that with cancer. Anytime I hear about cancer research, I want to fucking vomit on myself. It's like, it's a waste of billions and trillions of dollars as opposed to buying everyone on the planet an assault bike and being like, it's now in your hand. And and it, some people might think that's crazy, you think spending trillions and billions of dollars, barking up the tree for cancer research, and every year only more people are dying of cancer? Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's 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 like uh, it's the same thing of why I'm not a Democrat anymore. All the cities that are run by Democrats have all the worst crime. All the people that they claim they're worried about have the highest poverty levels in those cities. Okay, I did that for forty years. I want to try something different. And it's like, yeah, we've been trying cancer research for. And I I feel the same way about this. Um, I feel I feel the same way about this injection. But anyway, anyway, anyway.
3: Back to CrossFit.
0: Yes. Oh, here, here we go. Okay, this guy's from British Columbia. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's see what he's going to say. It's amazing that people can still call in. Hello, Mr. Canada. Savan, how's it going?
4: It's going pretty good. I'm Carolyn, staying, calm. I'm, staying calm. I'm on the west. Oh, I'm trying to stay calm. Say that again. I'm I'm on the west coast. Carolyn's on the east. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Things are a little different. Things are a little different over here. You the guys- gyms are actually staying open because we're not complying.
3: So, Tell but me. you were ordered to close, weren't you?
4: Some are. Some are, but you know what? Some of us out here don't think the vaccine actually works and we're staying open because food courts are full of people eating fast food and this whole thing is bullshit. It's not about health. Of but course. even if it d- If it was about if it was about health, they would actually show us it's about health. It's not. The vaccine's not working. But even if it, did work, has if it COVID, did work, they all, then you could stay open. Vaccine.
0: If it did work, you could stay open.
4: True. True. But it's not. Right. My whole family's double. They're all double jabbed. They all have COVID right now.
3: It did doesn't you... prevent you from getting COVID. It just ideally diminishes the symptoms and you don't have to go to the hospital.
4: Correct. They're all sick though. They're all sick at home. Like we're, we're all, we're all being forced to be vaccinated and it's not, and you're saying, and you're staying on here, Carolyn, and I'm not trying to be argumentative first off. I just want, you know, just conversation, but you're saying on here that you're protecting other people and you're not because everybody's getting it. It's passing, passing through people with the vaccine and the new and the new um, uh, stipulation is that if you're vaccinated and boosted, you don't even have to quarantine. If you're double-vaxxed, you have to quarantine for five days. And if you're unvaxxed, you have to quarantine for 10 to 14. So how, tell me how that works.
3: That might be a, a BC thing. I don't think it's the same here. But um, that, that, no, that, I, what, a, I'm, a what CDC, I'm saying and it's CDC not thing. a CDC. So in the States.
4: It's a CDC thing. Look it up. It's brand new today. CDC. So you don't even have to quarantine now if you're double jabbed and boosted. Tell me how that's right. Like, it's just, there's just, there's no logic behind the fact that the vaccine is working or the fact that you have a Vax pass at your gym. Like, it just, it makes, it makes no, not just your gym, Carolyn. I'm not pointing a finger at you, but like these gyms should not have, we should not have Vax passes. And like, I literally, we were in the mall yesterday and I could not believe the hundreds of people sitting in a food court. Stuff in their faces, A&W and McDonald's, and we're, we're not allowed to go to the gym. Like, it, it's just bananas how they're trying to make it seem like it's about health when it's just not about health hey, at all.
3: I definitely think that they're not doing a good, and by they, I mean like the government and people in charge, they're not doing a good job of communicating why and giving people enough information because I agree it's it's if it was for health reasons why are you closing gyms why are you not allowing people to take actions on the things that would actually improve their health so I don't think that that is it in terms of the the health system that's overloaded okay we need to make certain sacrifices to make sure that our health system can can keep working optimally um, or as best as it can that'd be one thing Um, I don't I don't think that I don't think that the reasons that we are given right now, especially in Canada, are well articulated and justified. That's one thing. When I talk about the greater good in the vaccine, I'm the virus is there and the virus is going to spread. I'm just saying I and I debated because I'm turning 40 next month. And when the first vaccine yeah. first came out, I was worried for my own reproductive health. And I had to go through that process of, am I going to get it? Am I not going to get it? You know, even if it's a chance in a billion, I mean, do you want to take that chance to win the lottery? Yes, to get something that you're not looking for? No. So, um, but at the same time, it you know, it it will diminish the symptoms if I were to get it. I do want to make sure that I am healthier or able that my immune system is better equipped in order to fight the vaccine in order to fight COVID. So if the vaccine is going to help for that, I have, you know, my mom is, doesn't have the best of health. So I definitely want to make sure that if I'm vaccinated and therefore less viral, like the viral load is not as high and I don't have as many chances of transmitting it to her, then I'm willing to do that. Um, But I think that's a a personal and what's, I think a shame is that we've all been pushed and not given the time to go through those, you know, in inner, inner dialogue for that particular choice.
4: Carolyn, Carolyn, but that's where you're wrong. The viral load is still there. Like I, I, I have not been vaccinated and all of my family has been, they all have it and they're actually more sick than me. Well, wow. so you know, the, there, the there's so from, many, the there's so the many, the
3: put- there could be so many um, variables a the right. only point at the vaccine is is one thing um but there's mo- i think there's more variables as to who's going to get it and why and and how sick we're all going to be
2: Savan can we move on please
0: yes caller thank you very much uh we will beat up carolyn uh, without <laughs> you thank you for getting her down and uh brian and i will now no that wasn't my okay. point. No, Thanks, no, I, no no i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking dude she's running a small business and. One of the f- most fucked up I know. social political I don't want Jim open, man. Yeah. Uh thanks for calling though. Um uh um is any party like fuck Jeff, just go. I I we worked so hard, just get in there and do Wadapalooza, quit being a pussy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to, him to do all three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just wow. this
3: year, just because of how they lined up. Yeah. Um
0: but go get some money.
3: Well, he needs to win to make money, which. He <laughs> right. so, uh, but no, so after I mean, we all saw it on social media. After Rogue, a lot of the athletes got sick. Jeff got sick, so that kind of derailed some of our plans to lead up to.
0: What, to what the did part. they get sick with? Were you at Rogue? What happened there? Was there were, were there allergies?
3: Did, what was it? Gastroenteritis. Like basically, they're all
0: shit in their pants.
3: All, yeah, both. Yeah.
0: Oh, is that that's what Samuel got?
3: Sam wasn't there. Samuel Cournoyer, he wasn't at both. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> oh, who was it Houdet? who who was so
3: it who like pulled out saying he was sick. So I don't know what he had and if he's the one that gave it to everybody. But I think BKG posted that the and if I'm saying this wrong, you guys can correct me. But I think BKG had it. Alex was sick, Vigneault. Um, um. but we're not sure if that was food or if it was that. Um, who else? Caroline uh Privo, Oh, yeah, he was sick. Uh, was Emily sick? Can't remember, but I know, like I know on social media, like the week, like the ten days post Rogue, if you go back and look, like a lot of athletes are like, ah, oh, feeling better now, and it's like, hmm, like, what did you have? So Jeff was like, a there quick, was a
0: bug. Okay,
3: there was there was something, um, and so, so that derailed. Like it was already a quick turnaround between Rogue and Dubai. Um, that did not help. And so after Dubai and just like even before Dubai, when we were starting to calculate like the dates and what we had to do and this and that, it was like, well, do we want to focus on what a or do we want to focus on, you know, games 2022. So I think rogue gave us enough information. Dubai was good practice and I'm tired of practicing and gathering information. I want to execute. So I just want to get to the 2022 season and be full, full steam ahead.
0: Will um will Alex a podium at the games this year? Alex sorry will Joe? Adler will Adler uh, podium at the games this year will Jeff podium at the games this my
3: year my goal has always been for Jeff to podium to win the games. That has always been my goal. And I've been very open about that since the beginning. My goal was for him to win the open. My goal was for him to make it to the games. My goal goal was for him to win to win the games. Now, whether or not that's you know doable is.
2: How early on did you guys set those goals?
3: <laughs> I did. He didn't. And I think like, you've, you've like you, saw, you saw you
2: saw him early on in like 2016, and you're like, this guy's got potential.
3: I saw him do burpees, and I thought he had potential. That was like mm. well, Jeff moment. Um,
0: Why? What did you see in the burpees? They're just so smooth. They're fluid and fast and strong and explosive. Yes. yes All that. Yeah. Yes.
3: Uh, there was just, I think, I mean, I enjoy watching. Like, I enjoy coaching. I watch. I enjoy watching people move. And yeah. there was just something when he um, was doing. Oh, let's see. Is he gonna move? Oh, just, <laughs> just still, but yes, he still looks good. There was just something in his movement, and a little bit like he mentions, like the clean and jerk. Like things just came natural. Um, naturally than him. Like he moved, like some people are good at math. Like he just moved well in certain aspects. So I was like, ah, like there's potential there. Let's, let's see. I have always been very goal oriented. So I was the one setting those goals. Like, Hey, we need to make it to regionals by this year. We need to like, if I want you to win the games, we need to win the open, right? Cause past games, winners won the open so just looking a little bit on statistics and making sure like well if we hit those marks then that's a good indication that we can pursue the next goal right if we can make it to regionals then you know you're good enough and ideally we're able to make it to the game so those goals were always stepping stones he was more along for the ride and along for the experience
0: (laughs) i just love this explanation what? Just that he's along. I mean, you're a scientist. You're a fucking scientist, yeah. and this guy's your lab rat. I love fucking love it.
3: Yeah, I, I, at first, and Brian can attest to this. Even for me, there's definitely been a shift in the last six months in his personality and how he talks about his events and how he talks about his finishes and and what he wants and what he now starts to admits and his goals, like. I mean, you can talk to Bill and Chase, like they want to shake him and be like, you know, like want this a little bit more. And it's just Jeff has always been kind of like, oh, we'll see. And basically, like my standing will define me. And now he's like, no, I want to set those goals and, and go ahead. So I don't think he, he tastes knows. it. He yeah. tastes it. Yeah. So I mean,
0: we can see it as fans of the sport. We can see like oh, oh this guy's now is a as is a real threat to the podium. Brian, this is supposed to be a one-hour podcast. We're now two hours. <laughs> Are
3: there still people? I can't see anybody.
0: Then, oh, so, yeah, over two hundred. It's been it's been quite a full house this morning.
3: Thank you for staying for me.
0: Full house, uh, Brian. Do you have anything else you would like to?
2: No, I'm 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 excited to see you in Florida. I'm really excited to see uh, Benoit, uh, and he's kind of been peripherally on my radar as a guy who might might be able to break through, but I, you know, this would be a good opportunity for him, I think, to put, you know, pit himself against some of the better, better athletes and bigger field of good athletes that we have.
0: Uh, um, and, uh, and final, final question. Are you taking on any more athletes? If someone wanted to take you, uh, have you as their coach, who, where and how would they contact you?
3: Uh, they can reach me on Instagram, I guess would be the easiest way. Slide okay. and, Am I taking you- on athletes? Yes and no. Um, I definitely don't want to, I want to be able to invest (laughs) Colton, Colton, Colton. Um, I definitely want to be able to invest my time and energy into any new athletes that I take on, but I cannot let that pull too much out of the focus of what I, of the plan and that we're set in motion with Jeff. So it's kind of like as a coach for me, it's a balancing act. Um, and again, it's, Regardless of of people's levels, like if you want to make it to the games in five years and you're committed to to that, and you want to talk to me, like go ahead. I've also always, always, always encouraged people to look at a local coach. Like I was a local coach with Jeff. Like Jeff took a chance on me. And if you have someone who's willing to put as much energy and dedication, like I've learned everything along the way anybody can do that. I think it's just a question of, of wanting to, and if, you know, you want to be the next best coach, big coach, whatever, and, you know, make it to the games, or you have that, it, I was very lucky to have found Jeff, because I had met other athletes in the past in 2014 and 15, who had mentioned that they, you know, back then, wanted to make it to regionals was the big goal, but things would happen in their life, and, you know, we never made it that far, and it was never consistent. Jeff stuck with me, and we were able to prove it. And I think that there's enough people in the community. There's enough coaching. There's enough expertise out there. Like I'm always reading, always listening to podcasts, like reading everything. There's enough out there um, to make coaches great. And if coaches are great, athletes can be great. Like you just, it's it's all about trust.
0: And if you are a great coach and you're looking for a job, you should go to barbelljobs.com. Did I mention that? <laughs> yep. Right there. right there. All right. Thanks, Carolyn.
3: Thank you for your time, guys.
0: Brian,
4: I guess thank you to you, too. Savon, thank you to me. <laughs> okay. And...